you know, I wanted to start out with the question that we asked on the questionnaire. Which okay. husband was worse? <laughs> this guy from Mother or Mika? Ah, okay. So, so you're asking me, I assume. Mm-hmm. Well, <laughs> I don't know who else I would ask. <laughs> <laughs> I, I just wanted to see because it's a hard question. It is, yes. <laughs> uh, I got to say, if we're thinking rationally, it's really difficult to not say that this guy and mother is the worst husband because I, he he gets their baby killed. He does. That is pretty rough. That is that is definitely points down on the husband scale, I'd say. This was a whole lot of movie, Ian. That was crazy. It was a good choice for yes. sure. Uh, I was curious. It, it almost, it was definitely just horror, uh, not in your traditional sense, just in the sense of like, mm-hmm. I don't understand what's happening and there's some crazy imagery ahead of me. Yeah, well, I, I actually do have some thoughts on the placement of that. But before oh, okay. we get to that, should I give a brief description? Yeah, throw, throw us that description, Ian. All right. <clears throat> A young woman and her husband live in a quiet and tranquil life in a large house away from everything else. The husband, a poet, craves inspiration to create. Meanwhile, the wife continues to work on their house that she herself had rebuilt. Though their marriage isn't perfect, life continues well. That is, until a mysterious doctor arrives at their door, looking for a place to stay. Perhaps the husband will find his inspiration, but his wife may pay for it dearly. Cool. What do you that's think about them apples? That's huh? pretty. It sounds pretty right. <laughs> Poor Jayla out there, but, just getting messed up. Yeah, but uh, going back to what you were talking about uh, with the, the the categories, so I would call this psychological horror, and I would also specifically call it unconventional horror. It's it's not it's not horror in the conventional sense that you just get you get startled or scared. Um, or there's really any jump scares in it. There's, yeah. there's not. It's it's more so of a psychologically disturbing movie. I I'd, I'd say so for sure. Um what what intrigues me about the movie is I don't think it would have gotten anywhere. Well, I believe it's a named director. I can't remember his name. But the director does have a name so he was able to do something like this. If you mm-hmm. just if you were just nobody and you pitched this they'd be like, "I you should never talk to anybody again." But <laughs> Like uh, if you're in an elevator pitch, they actually stop the floor. They actually yeah. stop the elevator early, and they kick you out of it. Exactly. Um, and I definitely think that they needed uh, not only talented actors but big name actors to be able to pull it off. Uh, I think like if didn't have Jennifer Lawrence, and like there are definitely other familiar faces there. Uh, yeah, I don't think it could have gotten where it got. And I definitely, I definitely think you're right, especially in the talent. Um, point of view because Jennifer Lawrence did a great job in this movie like she did hands down her expressions her just uh, her dialogue everything was was great I could she really made you feel for her character I could feel her discomfort the whole way through yes (laughs) yes it was awful and it's great Um, and and speaking of awful and great what score do you give this movie (laughs) I give this one a four out of ten myself 
Dang. Yeah. All right. I mean, honestly, understandable because this is certainly a kind of movie where it is not See, for it's, everyone at all. It's it's not for. I recognize it as not. It's not like a bad movie. I wouldn't say. Uh, mm-hmm. And it's it's definitely got its interests, but it's just not a movie for me by any means. Um, yeah, which which I I totally get. And so it wouldn't be one I'd tell people like don't watch it. It'd be one I'd say like watch it. It's not my thing, but you might enjoy it. It's I'd say it's worth a watch. It's just not my kind of thing. For me, it's not worth a second mm-hmm. watch. Yeah, make makes complete sense for me. It's complete opposite. It's totally worth a second watch. I loved watching it for a second time, and I'm giving it a nine out of ten. Okay, wow. <laughs> so, so I guess our score. What does it make our score? Six that, point five. An, yep, six six point five. <laughs> So it falls in average. <laughs> yeah. And funnily enough, this time, uh, even though this movie was known for having a rough critic score and a even rougher audience score, mm-hmm. our audience gave it a 7.1 on average. Interesting. Okay. Good on you, audience. I like our audience a lot. They have, they're fair and they're not harsh on movies. Yeah, they they've got taste. Mm-hmm. At least for me, I'm biased because I love this movie, <laughs> and our audience doesn't hate it, which I I'm a fan of. <laughs> mm-hmm. I hate that. Uh, what was your so? What about this movie makes you fall in love with it, Ian? Like, what would you say makes this movie so much better than what well, we've already seen? You know, the the first time I watched it, I probably would not have given it a nine. I probably would have given it, I don't know, a seven or an eight or something. I still really liked it, but I also couldn't really tell you why I liked it. Okay. This time is totally different watching it a second time. It is because everything in this movie, there's something behind it, or at least it feels that way. Everything feels connected in a very cohesive way, and I'm a huge fan of that. Uh, there's, There's lots of symbolism. Um, there's just, there's a lot of feeling. The character's there's a difference between the the characters of paranormal activity who feel real but you don't care about them and the characters in this movie who don't exactly necessarily feel real but you can connect with them so much at, le- at least with jennifer lawrence's character yeah who we're supposed to connect with mother yes and i connect with her so much and even though i'm not the kind of person who gets social anxiety all that often i can still feel hers completely and i think that's that's just so unique to this movie, the way that it's able to make you feel uh, so much. And you see, I I agree. I like that it I like that it can make us feel. I was just yeah. she she almost like blew up too late for me. Like she she was yelling mm-hmm. at people, but like the moment like the wife like there there was so many moments like when the wife of the visiting man came, which was like one of our first instances in the long run, mm-hmm. um, where I would have just been like, that's it. Like, this is, like, I'm just, like, I would have walked out a lot sooner or been throwing hands a lot sooner myself. Mm-hmm. I just, she, she was either just, like, she, she didn't have the guts to do it or she was just a lot more patient than I am, one of the two. But mm-hmm. I, my fuse would have blown a lot sooner than hers, I can tell you that. Yeah, and I think there is sort of, uh, I, 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 do, I do think that makes a difference for a lot of people on how they connect with her because I, I think you're totally right in that there are uh, people like, like you, right, who who think that, well, she's not doing enough for herself, so why should I feel for her, mm-hmm. right? Uh, and then from the other perspective, you can just, you can kind of feel um, her her struggle with that. 
I think I think what did it in for me for this movie was how with my horror, I really like my horror to have reason behind it. I like I like these terrible things happening, all this crazy stuff going on because usually it's because of a sin. Um, Friday, Mm -hmm. um, Friday the 13th, the counselors threw Jason in a lake and drown him. And so he comes back and kills him. I'm just like, well, that's fair. Um, uh, what paranormal activity Mika keeps messing with the demon. So it messes him up. I mean, that's fair. And mm-hmm. this, she didn't do anything. She's suffering for the sins of her husband. Um, and not even really a sins, just she's suffering for the way her husband is. She didn't do anything. And I think that really bothered me on top mm-hmm. of the movie throughout. We get one little break in there. I remember. Yeah. Um, before things really go to crap. Uh, but it, it throughout it was just constant getting worse and worse and worse, which is what the movie's supposed to be. But I I wish I could have felt a little more structure in there for me. Yeah. Yeah, actually, I'm glad you hit on this because so there there are and I, I think most horror movies, like you were saying, that there's a person who's sinned, there's a person who's done something wrong, and in a way they deserve something bad to happen to them. And I think that's a lot easier to digest for people something bad happening to a bad person or at least someone who's done something bad than a person who's done nothing wrong and all these bad things are happening to them. Uh, It's a very different thing, and I think it does make a lot of people uncomfortable because it's not something they want to watch. You know, They don't want to see someone suffering who's done nothing wrong. Yeah, I I feel like that's kind of a general message of horror is just like stay in your lane and you won't get get messed up. That's just kind of how it is. But, But in reality you may not do anything wrong and you might still get messed up. Oh yeah, for sure. Um, but for example, supernatural movies, they oftentimes will bother me because mm-hmm. it's, Oh crap. We moved into the wrong house. Now I lost all of my family and it's like, well, that sucks. Should have bought right. a different house. Like, uh, mm-hmm. and it's rough and it can be interesting to watch, but it doesn't resonate with me, I suppose. In the end. Yeah. I get that. Well, I, I guess after all that, uh, upfront discussion do you want me to go ahead and sort of get into the grit of the movie uh, yeah for, for this sort of movie i really do want to go in depth and try to sort of i, I can't go over everything obviously because yes. it's a two hour long movie but i will try my best to go through it sort of one step at a time yeah let's do it. okay so uh starting with the the first act where it begins so uh, we begin this movie with seeing someone within some sort of flame, and we cut to a clear glass gem with some sort of black corruption surrounding it. The corruption fades, and scene by scene, the inside of a house begins to emerge. The sequence ends with a lump forming under a blanket in the bed, and from that lump arises our main character, a woman. Now, in this movie, no characters are actually given names, and I try my best to make that not confusing. So when I say a woman, I am referring to the main character Jennifer Lawrence plays. How about we let's call her mother for okay, ease of mind. For Clara. Yeah. yeah. I will I will do that. Alright, so after this mysterious opening, we are introduced to the mother's husband. He's a poet who's having a hard time creating, and at this point it's obvious that the that the mother is complacent, if not happy, and she continues to work on the house, which she has rebuilt herself uh, after it burned down. Uh, the husband, on the other hand, seems somewhat unhappy and uh, has some sort of lack of creative energy in him that's uh, bringing him down. So do you have any initial thoughts on the relationship between mother 
aunt, her husband. Immediately, I was, I was just like, she. This is definitely one sided. Like she's giving everything. He's not giving anything. Uh. And I've definitely, personally, I've been in a relationship that's felt like I, we probably all have at one point, really, where we feel like we're right. we're giving it our all, and it's just not reciprocated uh, at all, or just not to the same extent. Um, mm-hmm. But it just with her, it just felt so harsh because not only was he not reciprocating, uh, saying he was discontent felt like he was asking for more, and I was like, just stop, just stop. Yeah, like you, you, you have freaking a wife way out of your league over here clearly because she's like 40 years younger than you or something <laughs> yes <laughs> there's a massive age difference like Which, he's at he's at least 45 and she's like 25 or yeah something. exactly and um which I appreciate them pointing that out, the age difference, because I feel like it's too normalized today for a lot of movies to like have ah uh, yeah like a 50 year old uh male actor be mm-hmm. married to just like a beautiful 25 year old female and just because those are the roles we want to see on our screens, you know, as an audience, um, those are the faces we like to see. But that's not that's not what it looks like. That's weird. Yeah, I'm I'm glad they pointed that out, too, because uh, you're right. Like the purpose is not to normalize that. It's another sort of weird part of the relationship. Exactly. All right. Well, the the story truly begins with the arrival of a doctor. And this is the person who actually uh mentions the age difference saying that uh he thought that she was uh, the man's daughter mm-hmm. <laughs> um and and so he he comes to the house thinking saying that oh i thought this was a bed and breakfast so the husband invites him in without any hesitation and mother is obviously hesitant and starts feeling incredibly anxious as she goes to the kitchen to to make some tea for him and just as the doctor is actually about to leave after he talks with Uh, the husband for a bit the husband actually talks him into staying the night despite the fact that his wife is obviously uncomfortable so during the night uh mother wakes up and her husband is still missing from the bed and she goes to the the doctor's room and finds him naked vomiting into the toilet with her husband there assisting him now during this event we see some sort of deep wound on the stranger's back on the far right which the husband quickly covers up with his hand. The next day, the doctor appears to be feeling quite well and doesn't even seem to remember the vomiting in the bathroom or the injury. And another person arrives at the door, and this is the doctor's wife, whom he had previously never mentioned at all. Once again, the husband immediately invites her in and tells both of them that they are welcome to stay as long as they like, and mother becomes visibly more uncomfortable and anxious. So just just to go back a little when the doctor's vomiting in the toilet, and you know that this scene is important because of how they how they shoot the husband covering up the wound quickly, yeah, almost almost in a panic. What do you think is up with that? Well, <laughs> what's that wound about? We we find it's all biblical later, you know, um, mm-hmm. which uh we pick up on more and more so that wound i feel like in this case it would be we were looking at adam uh mm-hmm. of the bible so that wound is the rib that was taken from him to make eve right um is is the way i interpreted it uh at first i thought there was some crazies i was really interested at first in it because i thought there was some, I, I completely thought that uh the husband had date raped this man and like done some really crazy stuff with him but 
uh that was not the case as it turns out luckily mm-hmm. but uh, i thought it was a different story from the beginning i was like wow she's she's like she's married to this dude who's just like raping other men out of nowhere that's terrifying um i i 100 thought he was like drugging him or something um yeah and it is super weird yeah it's and, definitely and it's supposed natural. to come off that way and and i think i think you're probably right I think it. I can't think of anything else it would be other than a sort of um, taking him having taken the rib out of Adam and creating a wife for him, Eve. Yeah. Right. Um, who, of course, shows up the next day. He had never mentioned her. So it does sort of feel that way, especially since he's sort of he he, he pushes everything off. Like when she tries to ask about the last night when when she saw them, he's like, what? You know, he doesn't even answer. He avoids answering it. And so it's almost like, I guess he's secretly making people. <laughs> yeah. Um, and then, um, yeah. Oh, and I, I also did want to ask, though, obviously the husband's really wanting people inside of the house. Mm-hmm. Why, why do you think that is? Why, why does he well, need other people around him? The, overall, the movie is a critique on creationism, on the biblical story. Uh but I I really like the critique they do with it because they they portray who is God the husband as yeah the, the creator yeah as almost this like needy kind of uh needy kind of dude like he's just I don't you can tell that he's one hundred percent basing his own worthiness on these other people like he needs all of their affirmation to be like yeah yeah that's right I'm good. I am mm-hmm. I am good. Uh please say it and say it more and want me. Um and he's so giving that how could they not praise him? So yeah, I f- I feel like right. uh the house itself is just him creating more and more people and the house is really just the world. And mm-hmm. and yeah, he's just really just trying to get people in there to be all about him, be all over him. Yeah, I, I would agree, and and I guess one perspective to look at this movie through is definitely with with him as being a symbol for the creator, and with her, I imagine, and I don't know if you ever heard thoughts on this, but with her representing some form of Earth, you know, Mother Earth, for instance. Yeah, uh, because she definitely seems connected to the house. She, it seems like uh, like when she's painting it she like feels its presence and we we, like hear a heartbeat coming from the house so there's some sort of connection there i think between her and the house which does appear to be a a metaphor for the world yes i would agree the people are in and uh i think that i for a while i thought she was like lucifer essentially i thought they were kind of painting satan out to be kind of god's almost like partner in creation just like his other half in a way which I thought was interesting, but yes, I do think that it lands on her being more Mother Earth, and it, which brings me to the title. I thought it was I finally get the title of why they lowercase the M, mm-hmm. um, is because we always capitalize the him in God. It's always capital H, capital uh, within like he or within him. Mm-hmm. God is always capitalized, um, and then. But throughout the movie, she's treated as insignificant. She's nothing. So that's why it's always a lowercase m is because it's emphasizing that, like, she's off to the sideline. She's unimportant. Yeah, I think that, I think that makes sense. 
All right, well, uh, so so after this, uh, the doctor's wife soon begins to talk about her and the doctor's kids and tells mother that she should have kids, that, that it's a waste of life not to. And then that's when she also realizes that the reason mother hasn't had kids, even though the creator has said that they want kids, is because he won't, for whatever reason, make kids with her. And then uh, later during the stranger's stay, uh, the woman is cleaning up a shared bathroom, showing further irritation towards them. When she flushes the toilet, it clogs. And after plunging it, some weird fleshy blob comes out, lets out a squeal, and then returns into the toilet. What do you What do you think of this fleshy blob? And like we see, kind of like the house is made of flesh in different places. It's yes, the the, the house is living. Mm-hmm. This is a, a common theme in the movie. The house is living, especially if you think about the fact that Mother is a part of the house. It makes sense. Yeah. And so, yeah, definitely one way to, to look at this is the house giving off some sort of um, notion that it's not having a good time. I See, and I don't know. what's. I do agree that it probably is just speaking to Earth being alive in some manner. That's what I think. Just having rough a time. But um, honestly... This is another part that got to me is uh, from the beginning, they portray this house as alive and mm-hmm. pretty, pretty early on uh, as in the whole of the movie, we get another sense of like living of the house. It's um, another sense that it is alive. But I feel like. We don't go to like that. That was almost posed to the audience is the mystery of like what's going on with this house. Ooh, it's weird and fleshy, and it's like, oh my goodness, a, a monster house, a haunted house, what's happening? Um, mm-hmm. right. And I feel like it was almost like a misdirect for the audience. I feel like that was, they almost took it too far to an extent of like, I I wanted a different movie at that point. I than see. What they so gave so us. I, I guess it changed your expectation to what the house would be. Exactly. I, I, get, I got really interested in the house. I was like, what is this house? Like, is this is crazy? Like, this is a li- I thought it was some like crazy Cthulhu stuff or something. I was like, this is weird. They're being trapped by this house or something. I, I don't could really definitely know. see that as being because and, and that is a completely different movie, right? When, if it's like an eldritch house. Exactly. Uh, with a beating heart the I, I think yeah I, I could see how that could put someone in the wrong direction yeah what kind of movie they're gonna watch and i thought yeah i thought like she was gonna like be the caretaker of the house and go crazy trying to take care of it and i was like this is gonna be really good it wasn't that and it wasn't bad but i feel like they kind of played on i think they just messed up with setting up the audience's expectations there i see, I see. okay well after this toilet event <laughs> Uh, a crash is heard inside of the study, and the the doctor and his wife have actually broken the clear glass oh, gem God, that oh, we man. saw at the beginning of the movie. Uh, and so, and and, and this, this was the one the the husband had actually been in there earlier with the doctor, sort of showing him it, saying, "Oh, this is the the clear glass gem that that came from the remnants of the old burned down house," and. Uh, he had broken it, showing it to, or the doctor broken it, showing it to his wife. Uh, so this, this really makes uh, the husband distraught. So he he tells everyone to leave, uh, including his his wife, mother. And then he closes the study off. He breaks off the doorknob, and then he nails it shut with boards. Yeah. And and this is also how I actually ends what i would call the first act the beginning 
I say if there's an indi- uh, it was hard for me to put this in act structure, but I'd agree that is where mm-hmm. the first act would end. Yeah, because it and it does show some sort of change in in him. And so at this point, what do you think the audience is supposed to be feeling? Because after all of this happens, the feeling I think I feel the most is angry, and I'm primarily oh, yeah. angry at the doctor and his wife. Oh yeah, I am I am just furious with them. Uh I'm a little disturbed because we see the hus- uh the husband picking up all the shards and like bleed like crushing them bleeding from his hands. Mm-hmm. Um we see him locking the study off and I was like, "Man, this is this is a little much. I get you're angry." But um and then you- he boards it up. <laughs> yeah. Uh but then we got we see we see them go downstairs and they're having sex. And yep. it's just you're first off, you're in someone else's you don't do that in someone else's house unless that's like what you're into. And like if you're into that, you gotta be you gotta be good at it. Because I mean, like you just don't want to get caught, you know? <laughs> but, <laughs> but like she freaking mother walks in on them and they're just like, Can I help you? And she's just like, Oh, sorry, didn't mean to walk in on you having the sex in my house. Like, man, dude, if I if I came in on some guests having sex in my room, I would just be like, That's it. Yeah, I mean, and I think, but I think there are a lot of people who it's just so out there and strange that I think a lot of people might just be stunned and not know what to do. Yeah, I think I would be a little stunned, but I would quickly, I would quickly come to my senses and be like, this is this probably, this is, I should not let this yeah, go. Yeah, you got to get out. And, and that does kind of happen. Like, she does actually go to them after this event and she tells them, you got to leave. Yeah. Right? But then the woman just like, uh, that you know, did did you say that? Do you want us to leave, or or is it both you and your husband? Because she doesn't give a crap if it's just her. Well, I know. Um, one, but one thing that really interested me about that scene was going back to the biblical terms. They were kicked out of the Garden of Eden for doing something in in the Bible. They they eat an apple, and this they dropped the gem. Um, mm-hmm. so they kicked out of the Garden of Eden, and it's only after this that we learn. Of, I believe it's only after this that we learn the doctor's dying. Um, he has cancer of sorts or something, right? Mm-hmm. Um, but we only learn of it after, and I I believe that means not only do we learn of it after, it was only a thing afterwards. He, they they weren't immortal anymore, like they would have been in the Garden of Eden. Um, they right, because, they were given mortality. Yeah, because uh, that that does make sense. Because after the the incident in the bathroom where he's vomiting up, the next day he feels great. Yeah, you know I've never felt better, and so I I think that does somewhat allude to immortality per se. And then after this incident, then no more. He goes back to feeling like crap. Mm-hmm. Okay, well, so after this and after mother does actually try to get them to leave, tells them to leave, but they just don't respect her at all. Specifically, uh. The wife of the doctor um the, the doctor at this point's a little too dying to really do anything else yeah uh but anyways she the mother even goes to her husband and 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 tells them and asks him if if he would tell them to leave and he just says where would they go yeah and and he and this is where he also mentions he's dying the doctor's dying and it was his secret last wish to meet the great poet and and so he's like, no, they're gonna stay. And see, I hate uh, when he said he's dying. Like I was like, okay, he's got some forgiveness. But then he said he wanted to meet the great last poet. Him being the poet, mm-hmm. that's it, it angered me because I was like, so you're keeping him around because he likes you, like because he'll worship oh, totally. you. Oh, totally, totally, definitely. 
Yeah, if that guy was like, man, I don't even know you, he'd be out. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, so I, I definitely think that's the case. And and so soon after this, uh, them or mother not really being able to get them to leave, uh, the the two sons of the doctor and the wife arrive, and they're arguing about the father's will. And so while, while the doctor's wife and, and mother's husband are distracted by uh, a coughing fit that's become the doctor things quickly get out of hand between these two sons and one of them chases the other across the house uh mother tries to go after them and she just and and then uh, the other one actually had picked up the doorknob i don't know if you noticed this but one of them had picked up the doorknob from the study door that had been knocked off yep and starts beating his brother and mother tries to pull him off but she can't she's thrown off and she just watches him essentially kill his brother we don't know he's dead at this point, but we're pretty sure. He's looking pretty dead, yeah. Yeah. And so during this, uh, the, uh, the the son that's doing the beating, you know, he looks at her and she and he, he's like, you know, you don't understand what it's like. You don't understand what it's like to be secondary and ignored, to, to be me, essentially. And then he, he runs off. And, of course, what happens next is mother is left alone in the house while her husband and the doctor and his wife go and take the son, the injured son, to the hospital, and they leave her alone when obviously there's still a killer about and, you know, whatever. Mm. And so he actually comes back uh, to get his wallet, and then he sees her alone in the house, and he's like, they left you alone here? I, I guess you do know what it's like to be secondary and alone and to be uh, ignored. Yeah. Which... And, and and it's so true because by this point it's obvious that the needs and even existence of mother is totally unimportant to everyone including her husband and throughout this movie people who come by to the house pay her little attention and when they ask who she is and she says well this is my house they seem to like scoff and dismiss her it it seems to me like mother is being made to feel like a stranger in her own house without any place for recovery and, and I think this is also where a lot of our sympathy for her comes from. So why do you think the movie is doing this? Why is it making this uh, this social anxiety hellhole for Mother? See, and I think it's just it's speaking to just what humanity does to the Earth. Like, we mm -hmm. just, like, we're so terrible to Earth and, like, just to the presence, like, just to the existence itself almost. Like, we're, we're selfish. We murder. Um we steal we we're um we just we're intrusive upon earth and i think that's this mother earth is just a character like just forgotten in the bible like and that the bible forgot to say like oh yeah by the way take care of earth um so i feel like that it, the movie's almost kind of like critiquing like how it's criti it's critiquing humanity as well as religion just saying like we're pretty crappy to the to our host really yeah, no, I'd say that's I'd say that's quite likely, and and also during or right after this, is when the injury, the fleshy wounds, appears in the floorboards of one of the rooms. Yeah, and and this is this is reoccurring throughout the movie, uh, but yeah, th this is where you actually see the her struggles reflected directly in the house, other than maybe the toilet monster, mm -hmm. um, and and so yeah, that, that that's when this starts. 
so a- after the the husband actually comes back uh, without the doctor and and his wife in tow, uh, he he and his mother uh, go to sleep. And so, and at this point, mother's actually feeling a bit relieved, I think, because even though she just witnessed someone kill someone else, and she was horrified during that part, she was absolutely horrified. Uh, she has some relief, I think, because at least people are gone. Yeah. But this relief is quickly vanquished because, of course, the husband invited them back to have the funeral for the mm-hmm. son who perished in the hospital. And at first, close friends arrive. It's like a small group. But then many other people start arriving, too. And, you know, they're making themselves a home. They're they're bringing food and mournful faces. Mother seems to sincerely sympathize with the feeling and loss that she sees reflected on the doctor's face. I, I think you can really see that in these scenes where she sincerely looks. She, it looks like she actually really does sympathize with the loss. Um, but she's also extremely overwhelmed overwhelmed by the lack of control. Uh, people are hanging out all over, exploring, making messes, and at even one point they're painting parts of the house. That that killed me. When they just started painting, and she's like, why are you painting my house? And I was like, this is, I hate this. I hate this. <laughs> yeah, she's like, why are you painting my house? <laughs> and of course, and of course they, they put it off as, oh, were you doing all this, this stuff for us as if they care, and so we're going to paint you. Well, it, well, or, or paint, paint the house. Yeah, well, well, and what's so terrible is they're saying he's doing everything for us. We're painting his house, and it's like, well, how about yes. her? You freaking yep. jerk! Credit yeah, because due. you're right. Because during the whole movie, not only does she get put by the wayside and dismissed, but whenever they say thank you, it's always to him. Yeah, he's having a grand old time. He's the husband of mother. He's hearing stories, and mother's just trying to keep her shit together. Uh, and this comes to a climax when she comes across a man who is pressuring her to go on a walk with him, and he's obviously trying to get her to have sex with him, and she's just telling him off, and he ends up leaving and calling her the C-word. And and then these two people during this whole uh, confrontation are sitting on the unbraced sink oh, that's appeared in the movie, uh, Yeah, and she keeps telling him, hey, get off of that sink, it's not braced. And then they, and then every time she turns back around to deal with this, this dick, uh, they they keep hopping back on it, and eventually they're just like hopping on it on purpose because they're like, oh look, it won't break. And then of course it breaks, and then water comes out, and everything goes to crap. And and then this is where she first loses it, and she screams for everyone to leave. But of course the reason why they leave is probably one, it's flooding. And also, at this point, the husband is actually trying to get people to leave. Because at the end of the day, they don't actually care what what mother does. Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, I mean, they're all just so messed up. And they're all just, like, stealing from the earth at that point. Um, yeah, they're flooding the, the, the stealing occurs in the next chaos, round of chaos. Uh, but yes, they are they're oh, taking it for that. granted. That's right, it does. Yeah. But yes, they're, point, taking, they're taking it for granted. Um, mm-hmm. And yeah, I mean, we already saw Cain and Abel and the brothers, and in this we see the Great Flood. Um, and it's just, it's... Dude, w- what I hate most about seeing those two bouncing on the sink, mm-hmm. and then just saying, like, it's not gonna... Like, I was just like, I would do that. And I'm freaking dumb, dude. Like, I would 100% cause thousands of dollars of damage to someone's home. Because yeah. I was like, oh, this is fine. <laughs> um, and, I was, and I was like, hold on, though. 
real adults can't be doing this. That's not fair. Yeah, I know. I saw it like <laughs> like they, they these are two adult people who are specifically going against what the what the host is saying and they're doing it to spite her. Yeah, exactly. And it is just the most immature thing and uh makes me extremely angry and I'm sure pretty much everyone who watches it quite oh, angry. Yeah. Um I mean and because and at this point i think you're angry at just people because they're coming in they make themselves at home and then they have the gonads to say that this woman is completely full of herself and call her like a and and essentially think of her as you know a b word or c word because she wants to feel comfortable in her own house and doesn't uh want people breaking crap and making messes yeah and of course i think you feel even more angry at the husband's because he's like the reason for this and he's having a grand old time, you know, talking to people while he doesn't actually have to deal with any of the actual crap that's happening. Yeah. After this, he does actually relent. And this is where we come to the third act, which is a very short act. It's a temporary piece. <laughs> so after the chaos of the funeral party, uh, I, it turned into more of a party than a funeral at the end. Yeah. There. Uh, but the the mother actually gets in a fight with her husband, telling him how he 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 doesn't care about what she wants, how she how he says he wants children, and and yet he he won't have sex with her. And then of course this intense fight turns into disturbing angry sex. I do, I was I was fearful for her. I was just like, hold on, this is not this is not how it should be happening. No, and then and of but, course she she kind of not only gives into it but then also begins aggressively sexing him back yeah there was just that was just like light a candle or something this is too aggressive please (laughs) it was terrible this is not what healthy sex looks like yeah um (laughs) yeah but nonetheless uh she wakes up looking really happy and she she feels that she's pregnant and she tells her husband and her husband seems to be happy and then he leaps out of bed because he finally has something to write about and yay, and it's all good, and it lasts forever. Uh, now, he does say, at first, Mother seems disappointed because he says, oh, it's all the people and all their stories that inspired me. But he also adds in after that, her and their child that they're making together, which I guess makes up for it. Mm-hmm. Uh, but after this, we actually leap forward uh, quite, a, quite a long time into the future, and Mother well, is pregnant. Not like, only do very, we leap forward, pregnant. like, we don't only leap forward here in the future. Mm-hmm. The time is like super accelerated at this point in some weird, crazy way. Like from here on out, time is just going crazy fast. I guess that's true. And, and I guess it does sort of, it, it, it I want to say it feels like at this point it, it skips a bit, but then definitely later it's, it's very much an accelerated version of time. Yeah. Too. Yeah. Um, and so, uh, but but once we leap forward or accelerate forward, uh, mother is she's she's looking I don't know around seven eight months pregnant at this point. She's getting and that. yeah and and the the flesh wound in the floor has actually been replaced with new wood and the the husband has finished his work that was inspired um, by the stories of the people he met and his his wife and the coming child and he shows mother and. Uh, instead of it being red, and I actually like this, instead of the work being red, and I assume it's poetry, um, 
we are shown a scene with it where there's a burnt landscape and a the wrecked burnt house in the middle of it and it's brought new life where the house is uh spontaneously repaired and green grass grows out of it and it's sort of this expanding paradise of of the creation of life so uh, this work is obviously important as as and it also causes the next uh round of chaos so do you have any ideas on the the significance of the imagery we're shown that represents this work that he's completed well it's another burnt house that's being brought back it's um it seems like he's just talking about what essentially was his like past relationship uh he he basically like wrote about his ex and they're like oh my god that's so good Um, yeah i guess (laughs) yeah i I, and i guess i guess we can get to that later because at at the end of course we're we have a reveal of how exactly things came to be and how they end yeah Um, but he, yeah, he's really just writing about like, well, this is this is this is everything, and it was inspired uh, Earth Mother to uh, to rejuvenate and bring make everything livable mm-hmm. again. Uh, so it was almost like him whispering in her ear, like if we're it, back to biblical stuff, it was God whispering in like Earth's ear, like let's make it good again, you know. Mm, I see. I see. And and it does seem sweet because in the image we're shown, it's it's him holding the hand of mother, and they look on towards their new beautiful house, and they're like, "This is great." Exactly, but, but of course, it won't stay that way. Yeah, and I mean, like, I don't, I don't buy into it because the only the only time we've seen them hold hands otherwise is when they were pinning each other's hands to the walls aggressively doing sex. Like, <laughs> <laughs> otherwise, there's been like no physical contact. I, I think you're totally right. There, there have been like very unenergetic kisses, and that's about it. Yeah, exactly. There's, there's been nothing like that. So yeah. that was just out of character. And even watching that, I was just like, that's not really. Hmm, I don't know about that. This mm-hmm. is a story. This is make believe. <laughs> <laughs> oh, true though. But yeah, and and after after this, this is when we go into Act Four, Chaos Round Two. Mm-hmm. So while Mother makes a feast of brilliant food to celebrate the completion of her husband's work, because guess what? She's a really good wife, it seems. And and of course, he's a terrible husband. <laughs> and then. Of course, after she's done all this work and uh, created all this food for him and her to celebrate, she sees her husband outside with people. And, and they're taking pictures of him and, and surrounding him and wanting to, wanting to tell him how much his work is meant for them, etc., etc. And unsurprisingly, the wound in the floor returns at this point. The, the blood spot in the, in the carpet returns to where that, that, where that wound was previously. And then she actually briefly confronts her husband and asks him why she and her baby aren't enough for him. And and that, that she just wants to be alone with him. And he simultaneously agrees, but then also returns to the crowd saying, oh, I'll just be a second. Yeah. And, and not long after, the chaos outside soon returns into the home. The husband invites everyone in and starts signing copies and such. People also begin stealing things at this point. And as mother tries to prevent them, uh, they claim that he, her husband, told them that they can take anything, that everything is shared. This gets so bad that she attempts to call the police, only to literally have the phone stolen while she's on the line. Yeah. And then this is when 
uh, stuff gets weird. What well, what was really interesting when he first started introducing those fans was uh, we had subtitles on, and we immediately see the first fan that like approaches him and everything is immediately named the Zealot, and I was like, who is this guy? What is going? Why is he a Zealot? <laughs> Which they reveal later, but I was just like, that was that was a shock to me. I was like, hold on, is a Zealot yeah. at the door? Yeah, and actually, uh, it's funny you say that because there's a lot of meaning behind the names of characters. Like, none of the names are ever said, but if you look at the credits, it's a lot. Yeah. (laughs) There's a lot behind it. So after people start stealing stuff is when the movie really has its weirdest beginnings like everything starts becoming really strange and the movie gets really weird (laughs) yeah so and and it's also very difficult to describe this next sequence without watching it because of everything that happens but essentially uh mother's anxiety builds and things start to get worse and worse the stealing becomes vandalism things are ripped out of the walls and uh, people are making holes in the walls and just breaking crap and and mother is knocked over at some point and begins feeling immense pain. And it actually seems to be contractions. Uh, yeah. Her baby's coming. And she begins trying to actually leave the house, but keeps coming across obstacles. There's, there's police that come in and start beating people. And one tries to cuff her. And then gunshots go off. And people get, there's people that are like locked up in cages and, and people get bags put over their heads and shot, and then there are protesters and riot police, and the place seems to become a military war zone at one point, all while Mother is screaming in pain uh, from her contractions. So yeah, um, the sequence is a lot. Uh, so what what do you think the point of it is? What's I mean, the meaning of it? I think really it's the meaning of it, like from the metaphorical place going from, it's just people are being terrible people. We see basically humanity progressing to be this terrible thing um and they're just absolutely wreaking havoc on earth yeah i I would say that and and i think this is why they accelerate the time right because they want to show sort of all these bad things that people are doing to each other because it's not it's not now just people doing things to earth it's people doing terrible things to each other and that actually starts with um and i i i bet this has biblical significance but when uh one of the sons of the doctor beats the other one to death yeah which and, I, and i'm pretty sure is abel and cain mm-hmm. yeah and, and and so i think that's the start of that mm-hmm. and then this is the acceleration of that of human on human violence and, and chaos uh so eventually her her husband finds her mother and and brings her back uh, further into the house and she actually seems like she's wanting to leave the house she doesn't want to go back into the house to safety and the husbands with the help of some sort of loyalists or zealots or something get mother back into the boarded up study he he takes the boards away and and breaks back into it and and then closes the door on everyone else so that now we're left with just him and mother inside of the study and mother gives birth with her husband by her side uh isolated and protected within the study and when she's finally holding him after she gives birth, she refuses to let her husband hold him when he asks. Uh, and I, th- I think this is because she she knows that 
like he ruined everything else, he may ruin him. Yeah, and I mean, yeah, I think son. he also mentioned like I, they just want to see him; they just want to touch him. He, yes, like, she knows yes. he's going to take him out to those masses. Yeah, and she she's not about that. She knows what no. those masses are about. Um, mm-hmm. And so I looked at this. So it's for about five whole movie minutes. Mm-hmm. The husband sits in the chair, staring at mother, waiting yeah. and saying nothing, uh, while she occasionally begs him to tell the people to go away. Um, because that's that's only that only then will she feel safe. And mm. will she feel safe with her son? Um, however, she can't outlast her husband, and eventually she drifts off just long enough for him to take their baby. He wants to show the people their baby to share him with them, and he does. Mother isn't quick enough, and her husband loses the baby to the crowd. Like he, you know, the crowd takes the baby, and then they're they're handing him around, and and this part's the most disturbing part in the movie (laughs) so i won't go into super detail but essentially at one point while the crowd is handling the baby the baby's neck is broken and as as mother pushes her way through the crowd you know trying to get to her son uh she she sees him killed and um and then she also finds his dismembered body on the other other side of the crowd uh, seemingly being worshipped by everyone and, and everyone's crying and and the guy there I, I don't know if this is the zealot but he says that oh you know you can still hear his cries like you know can't you hear it and then it's the crowd crying well what was interesting about that was there's also the words the zealot said i believe are very similar if not the same words as um the words that the husband gave uh at the first funeral about the son that was killed by the other by his brother oh i think yeah i didn't notice that yeah i think they're I, they're very similar words if not the same mm-hmm. well and, and not only all these people crying but then it turns out they're also they're all eating very small parts of the child yeah they're baby and, munching yes and this completely breaks mother like, like at first she's trying to take the parts away from them i think probably because she's still in denial about the whole thing but then eventually she gets so angry that she picks up a shard of glass and she starts slicing people oh yeah like she just starts slicing the hell out of them and uh and and killing people and uh yeah but soon they actually overpower her and they throw her to the ground and they begin beating her bloody and and tearing her clothes off and and calling her a whore and a pig and all these other awful things and it's not until her husband comes by and, like, protects her from them. But then at the same time, he's, like, telling her, we have to find a way to forgive them. Yeah. So uh, what do you think the, the significance of that is? From a story-looking perspective, you have conflict. From a metaphoric, from the metaphoric place it exists, we, we, it's really just telling us about Jesus Christ. It was just saying, well, they, they killed him. Uh they ate his body ate his blood and then they they worshiped him um and so honestly like while there was a lot happening uh at this point we've pretty much unraveled that it this is the story of creation this is the bible story um Mm -hmm. so i was almost just like well yeah of course that's how god's gonna react he's gonna be like yeah forgive him because he's all about his people um 
And I'm just, I'm honestly just concerned for her. I'm just like, man, you got you got to get out of there, girl. This is, this is just not your scene. <laughs> this is unhealthy. <laughs> yeah, it was, it was clearly you got to see somebody, but like, and it's definitely not him. Just don't see him anymore. And it's interesting too because, of course, she wanted to leave the house. She she wanted to get out of there. Now, if she is in some way the house, what what do you think the significance of that is? Because she's trying to leave, and there's nothing hard preventing her from leaving but it's all these sort of soft redirections that bring her back into the house when she wanted to earlier he uh he said where will you go which i think struck nerve her. she's like there's nowhere else so i do think that she's just kind of she is mother earth so i don't i think she is separate from earth but earth also right now is all there is so i think what's preventing her is just that there's nothing else like the house is just earth where where does mother earth go if not earth Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I guess I I never really linked her and the house together myself. I was always she was, she was the caretaker of the house, um, and like they're always they were always two separate entities to me. Yeah, yeah, uh, I'd say that makes sense. Well, we're actually almost uh, to the end of the movie now. So the mother finds her way to the basement after this, and she's she's completely had enough at this point. So she actually, she takes the lighter with her that she, that she took away from the doctor because she wanted him to stop smoking inside of the house. Yep. And she takes it down to the basement. She breaks open this, uh, this big container of oil and drops the match in it. Um, and this essentially it, it burns the whole house down and everyone in it is just disintegrated. Um, and so we're left uh, with her, her barely alive and burned body. Yeah. Well, and we also get an image that we saw at the beginning of the movie, which was the woman in the fire. Um, yes. The girl on fire, if you will. But um, yes, they uh, and yeah, so we're, we, we've come full circle at that point. Yeah. Yeah. Because uh, while she's barely alive, the her husband essentially says, I just need one more thing from you. She's like, well, what what more can I give? And then he says, your love. And then she's like, okay. And then he takes her heart out and it and she disintegrates and it turns into the, the clear glass crystal that we saw at the beginning of the movie. And he places it back in its spot in the study. And then now we've come full circle where... Uh, the beginning of the movie is the end, and we see the house, scene by scene, becoming like the corruption or the burnedness of it, um, disappearing, and then again the lump in the bed forming, and the white the the mother appearing. Except this time, she is not the same mother. She's different, a different mother. mother. So, yeah, and and that's that is the whole movie. Now, I I believe that this theme of the beginning is the end the end is the beginning which i'm a big fan of i believe that's called the the navel of the world i i wouldn't know but that sounds sounds pretty good to me or i i think it's something like that but it's essentially this theme where um if you think of something like like the big crunch of where the big bang happens everything goes flying out and it all comes back in and collapses and the big bang happens again oh okay like it's this sort of this idea of cycles of yeah uh, of yeah of, of something just happening again and again so and, and that's interesting because 
it, it seems like he wants to do something different. But if we started the movie like that and we're ending it like that... Yeah, it's all the same. Yeah, why would he do anything different? And it's also, at this point, we're, I think it's safe to ask, why does Mother love him? <laughs> yeah, it's it's peculiar. Yeah, all these, all these terrible things he lets happen. Why love her? Um, and I almost feel like that's a critique uh, as well on religion. It's just like, he is he's clearly pretty awful in the end despite his Mm -hmm. kind intentions why yeah so why love him so i feel like that's almost the director's like commentary i'm just like well yeah that's my take on religion for you (laughs) right man well so oh and also something i i did want to mention um that was a little too complicated to mention during the the movie was Mm -hmm. Whenever Mother got anxious and we sort of heard that ringing in her ears and she, uh, I think, had the, the oncomings of a panic attack, she would rush to the bathroom and put this yellowish powder inside of, a, inside of water and drink it. And that That's would calm right. her. Um, so, and of course, she stops this. She actually gets rid of the powder. She flushes it after she's pregnant and she thinks, oh, everything's good and it'll be good forever. So, uh, what do you think? Uh, what do you think about that? Like, what's the I, point of this? I had no idea. Medicine. I had no idea what to make of the powder. Honestly, I thought it was like she keep uh, like what I. The conclusion I came to and was happy with was that she kept drinking it, and she's like, "This powder will help me get pregnant when we have sex." And then she got pregnant. And she's like, "We're good. I don't need it." That was <laughs> that was the happiest thing my mind could come up with. But like, <laughs> I just stopped thinking about it after that. <laughs> I see. Well. Yeah, it is interesting to me because I feel like it seems rather important. And oh, it clearly it has a is. Similar, it has a similar color to the uh, to the clear glass crystal. It's sort of this yellowish ember oh, color, okay. and uh, and I f- so I feel like if anything, and, and this is anxiety medicine from for her, it seems it's almost like the essence of life or something like that, okay. uh, where. I don't know something like that 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 refuels her. Interesting. Whatever the opposite of global warming is. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> or or climate me change. A, a nice cool glass of global cooling. <laughs> a nice cool glass of <laughs> climate stasis. <laughs> um. Yeah. So uh, may, maybe that's what it is. But yeah, I I did find that to be uh, an important motif even if we don't quite know what it's supposed to mean well without further ado and would you like to hear the survey results let's do it okay so so this is kind of funny so uh, my first question was do social events or gatherings usually make you feel anxious Mm -hmm. and and maybe this is my fault in phrasing it too generously because I think a lot of people, even if they're extroverted, do feel some amount of anxiety in social situations. Yeah. I was kind of more going for, is that the norm for you? The 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 anxiety feeling? And, and maybe mm-hmm. that's just has to do with, with our uh, audience. But um, my, my intent for this was I wanted to see if it affected people differently, depending on if they had social anxiety. Mm-hmm. Uh, however, everyone said yes. <laughs> so there's not a whole lot we can make i i also feel like i feel like uh after watching that movie dude i feel like it's hard to say no for a while you gotta give him a couple days to recover that's fair um (laughs) 
So yeah, and and then uh, and then we've already gone over the rating. Uh, it's an average of seven point one. We had one uh, four. We've okay. had we have one six, one seven, three eights, and one nine. Wow. Okay. Cool. And then I also put this question: What did the movie make you feel the most? So I put angry, anxious, scared, disturbed, confused. I just, I just wanted to know what what people, um, yeah, what, what people felt there. It was mostly disturbed, right? No, actually, really? it was mostly anxious. Oh, okay. And this is part of why I wanted to have the anxious question because I, I wanted to know what the differences would be and how people felt about it. But yes, yeah, yeah. so out of the the seven responses, seventy one percent or about seventy percent were anxious. Uh, what wow. is that? Like four people, I'm guessing. Something like that. Or yeah, five. I think it's five. So I think it's five people felt anxious. Two people felt more disturbed than anything else. And then in this next one, this is why I did this question, by the way, the question before, is because for most of for our horror movies thus far, we had a scale where we'd ask people, how, how scared were you by this movie, right? How mm-hmm. horrified? But this movie is unconventional, right? And so yeah. it makes you feel, you know, it, it, as evidenced by this question, it doesn't make people feel scared more than it does make them feel anxious or disturbed. And so I wanted something to reflect how well the movie made them feel this way, how effective it was. Yeah, that's fair. Yeah, and it appears that it was very effective in making people feel strongly. because uh, So we do have one five, so indifference, I think. But then we have three eights, two nines, and one ten. So the, this movie was quite effective in eliciting emotional response from people, which yeah. makes a lot of sense when and, you think about what this movie is. And the, and see, that's why I'd recommend it to people. Despite the fact I didn't like it, I think it does do a good job of eliciting emotional response, which at the end of the day is what we're going for when we watch something. Totally. And, and, and of course, uh, so for this last question, a big thing in this, in this movie, uh, which connects to my, my first question is social anxiety. It seems. Right there, there's a whole lot of anxiety in this movie of, of feeling uncomfortable with uh, people invading your personal space. And, um, but it's also more so about what the what the husband did during the movie, and that it's he invited this this social uh, activity to their house, this uh, this discomfort because he wouldn't stop giving, and this also is what creates the the, the stealing and eventually all the chaos. So we asked, you're devoted to someone who doesn't stop giving. Uh, what does this look like for you, and how do you deal with it if it gets to be too much? And I, I think that <laughs> the question is a little vague. Yeah, it's, it's a bit but, vague. I, I wanted to leave it a little vague just so that people have yeah, room to wiggle I, in there. Yeah, I, did, I, did I don't one, think they I, used it much, though. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I guess we'll see. So, so this person said, uh, for the movie, like like if they were in the movie, I would probably either hide in the basement all the time or run away. Fair, <laughs> which makes sense, honestly. I think that's that's probably what what mother uh, should have done, yeah, or wanted to do anyway. Um, and then they they say in real life, I had a partnership with someone who agreed to everything too easily, and we had a talk where we decided that if we were going to give or do something together, neither of us would say yes right away. Uh, we would always think and discuss it first. It worked out fine because the person I was in a partnership with is a reasonable and a good person. And uh, and, and this makes sense to me because um, I think there are people who, when they're in a relationship, they, they will just straight up agree to something. Yeah. 
and and not even think about the fact that you know if they're bringing their partner along their partner might might care about it somewhat mm -hmm. about what they're doing so that one makes sense uh this person says depends on if they give to everyone or if they're only fully or if they are only fully giving to me and if i can't match it i'd feel like i would it would be too one-sided i don't know how i would deal with it though to be honest so i think uh what they're saying is um it, it depends on if, if they're giving to other people or if they're actually giving too much to me that i can't reciprocate and and i i think that does make sense you know even if relationships can become unbalanced that way where you have uh, one person who sort of wants more codependency and one person who really wants independence yeah and i think that can cause an imbalance and in, in reciprocation which no it makes things tricky you gotta find somewhere in between where both people are comfortable yeah and, and so so th this person uh I, I like short and simple i get impatient and if they didn't stop i'd leave <laughs> <laughs> Damn, uh, so, I love it. You know, uh, it's a simple solution to, uh, I guess, what could be considered a simple problem. Um, so uh, this person said, this is a very loaded question. Very, I guess it was was vague, um, for sure. But if I were placed in, in her shoes, mother's that is, I would get the fuck out of there. <laughs> yeah. there's, the, there's the explicit mark on, on our podcast. Anyway, not only is the man an old <laughs> fart, but he's also a dick. Honey, I'd be out of there. He's not even that cute. On another note, fuck this movie. It broke my soul in half. I was gushing over how cute this baby was. And then the <laughs> next moment, crack! Excuse me, it is not a baby feast time. So yeah, I'm crying and not in a good way. Don't fuck with the babies, man. So yeah, this this goes back to the how effective the movie is in evoking an emotional response. The, and this is... I, I know who this was again. I'm pretty sure you do too. I, I do too. <laughs> This person definitely gets emotional responses out of movies, and it's just great to see because they're they're one of the best people to watch movies with, I think, because of their like just crazy emotional responses to it. Mm -hmm. um, and it's good because, and and again, like, uh, and I remember actually uh, looking at these individually. Um, this one was matched with a very high effectiveness score. Yeah, and, and as well as a high movie score, actually. Okay. Um. And so, uh, yeah, and I think that that is, that is actually a very special thing to have, being able to have these uh, emotional uh, connections and also uh, impacts from movies. You know, that, that can make yeah. cinema more powerful. Yeah, I think, I, I think that's a great thing to have, honestly. Like, there are some times when I wish I weren't so dulled to horror, you know? Um, yeah, totally. Because that, that's where the fun comes from. So, in a way, I'm definitely jealous that they can get those powerful emotional responses. I'll definitely cry. Yeah but that's about it yeah at the end of king kong you know i mean how can you know, right? <laughs> exactly <laughs> um yeah so uh another one another person said i'd like to believe in a situation like this i'd leave uh, that i'd leave my partner but to be honest with myself i'd probably be the person who's giving my effort time and love to people outside my relationship and some sort of desperate attempt to have the outside validation i crave basically i'm the allegorical god <laughs> maybe god needs therapy in parentheses <laughs> so yeah and and this is this is a this is a true problem and i think that it's possible of course there's biblical allusions in this movie you can't avoid them but it it is also i think somewhat about this where yeah um these are two people with two completely different problems but both of them have these huge character flaws and in the case of him, 
um, the the creator, he he does crave approval and uh, and validation from from other people, and even and his partner's approval and validation is not enough for him. The fact that his partner, uh, mother, loves his work isn't enough for him. He needs other people to love it, and and I think that everyone has this to some extent. I think everyone has some amount of even if not validation approval or at least seeming normal in some way yeah and, and fitting in and i want to i want to say that whoever comments that i really appreciate your uh your perspective or just your your thoughts on it because we all like to think how we would behave in a situation like that mm-hmm. but it is so much different being in that kind of relationship uh, is the truth of things and like it's so hard to see like just how bad things are without hindsight yeah i mean it's just like with with abusive relationships right it's it's so easy to say i'll just leave them yeah right and i think you're it's very tempting to say in this movie mother just walk the fuck out right um but it's it is totally different when when you're actually in that sphere and exactly and and you do love this person even if they even if they're not abusive to you even if they're even if you know that you're not getting from them what you give to them it's still hard to to break that connection off to to leave and to to be to feel alone so yeah i do really appreciate the honesty there that's that's really good Uh, so then uh this next one is this brings immediately to mind the horrifying children's book, The Giving Tree. So this sort of oh. devotion resembles an upright dead log in the end. How to deal? Try not to get stumped. This <laughs> I love this, actually. So yeah. The Giving Tree, I, I think I thought of this too, uh, not trying to take credit here, but when, when at the end she says, I have nothing more to give, and then he takes her heart, her love, and so that that is actually interesting. I, I think this person is totally right. It is very similar, not only in uh, in in plot, but also in message to the giving tree. Yeah, and what it means. I'd say that's totally true. Giving tree is like one of my the, favorite kids' books when I was young, so that's awesome. Yeah, and it's like the giving tree, but a baby dies. Yeah, <laughs> just throwing some baby death. Random <laughs> sex and some murder, and it's basically it. <laughs> it's basically the giving tree. Um, all right, and then the last one. If someone was giving away everything in excess of the point, uh, it was harming the relationship. I'd make them choose to either stop giving or uh, or I'd leave. And, and yeah, I think, again, this is the... Yeah. Uh, this is definitely what we'd all want ourselves to do and i think there's definitely people who would totally immediately do this without any hesitation because they they have uh you know the the self-confidence and the self-value to to get out of a bad situation like that um yeah so very interesting surveys this time i actually really enjoyed these yeah i'd say that i like again i'm gonna i'm gonna praise our audience for their perspective and for their uh for their level-headedness in it you guys always have great responses to that kind of stuff so thank you for that yeah, it makes for good content. <laughs> yeah, dude. Yeah, well, um, I mean, I know that uh, obviously this movie is not really your thing, and and this is it's so interesting too because I actually really like that this movie shows how different we are in terms of what we look for in movies oh, yeah. <laughs> and what we enjoy, uh, and that that's pretty neat. Um, 
Yeah, and see, like, I, I didn't enjoy it myself, but it's definitely one I'd say, like, if someone was saying, like, should I watch Mother? I'd be like, if you've never seen it, yeah, give it a watch, but... Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, especially because it can be so powerful, even if for a lot of people... Because actually, the, the first time I watched this movie, I, I had no idea what it was about. Um, I got it recommended by my by my mother, <laughs> and <laughs> um, and she just told me because uh, I said, oh, I'll watch it with some with some friends in my in my dorm, right, in, in my, on my floor in my residence hall, and she's like, all right, well, just let them know that it's a very like intense horror movie, and I took that to mean like just really scary. Yeah. Um, I was wrong. <laughs> so. And so the the response that I heard after that movie, um, by by the people that I had watched it, was mostly, "What the fuck? I'm really confused." <laughs> <laughs> so, so yeah, um, it's it's definitely uh, it's definitely good to watch, um, but I think you do have to be looking for something specific or like specific things in movies to to appreciate the the it's, fullness of it it's not casual watching don't watch it no. thinking you be on your phone or something during because you're gonna be thrown off yes watch the movie thinking like i want to be thinking tonight yeah um, <laughs> and of course we're saying watch the movie after we explained everything but oh, yeah. i i do think it's worthy because like i said this was my second time watching it and i felt like i got more out of it watching it the second time yeah i think a great movie will do that i think a movie worth watching in the first place is worth watching again so mm-hmm. Um, that's part of the reason it's worth watching in the first place. So, well, yeah, we're definitely out of time. <laughs> Over time, yeah, um, a little long. But hey, it's a long movie and it's a it's a crazy movie. Uh, so yeah, thanks, thanks for listening. Yeah, thank you all so much, and y'all have a wonderful time. Hope to see you in the next movie night.